Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome back to The Moon Underwater. We're delighted to have broadcaster, presenter, DJ Pat Sharp with us. It's the morning here in the pub and uh, the sun has now risen to sort of, it's about 11 o'clock in uh, the correct realm. And I have to say, it's just wonderful to see it at this time of day. Uh, Robin and I usually getting in around sort of five o'clock for the evening rush, but it's it's silent, isn't it, Robin? Yeah. It's, do you know that great photograph of all those jazz musicians, a great day in Harlem? Mm. It's a, it's, I think it was taken in the late 40s, early 50s, and it's all the amazing jazz musicians who lived in New York at the time assembled in one place. And they did it very early in the morning. And I think Duke Ellington said, I didn't know there were two seven o'clocks in the day. <laughs> nice. Yes, that's very much the vibe. And you can hear the bird song, the morning bird song, not the evening bird song. But we have the small matter uh, before we uh, chat to Pat about the rest of his pub of relieving ourselves of those fun tenterhooks of this week's Moon Underwater pub quiz. Robin? Uh, yes, thanks, John. This week's Moon Underwater pub quiz was all about fun, fun in pop music. And question one was, in Fun, 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 the Beach Boys sang that she'll have fun, fun, fun until what? So, Pat, what, what have you got for question one? Uh, that's an easy one. Big Beach Boys fan, so fun, 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 till her daddy takes the T-bird away. That's what Pat's gone for. John, what are you saying? I just thought they were going to rhyme fun with sun. Uh, I wasn't quite sure how, so I just said, um, and, until we're engulfed by the sun. <laughs> engulfed by the sun? <laughs> yeah, until the sun sort of um, expands and, uh, and just destroys all all life on Earth. Uh, young people, you know, what are they like? <laughs> what are they like <laughs> these days? No, Pat Sharp, you're absolutely right. It's fun, 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 till the, her daddy takes the T-bird away. Yeah. Lots of people at the time didn't know what a T-bird was. Didn't Thunderbird, know it was a car. car yeah. So there we go. Um, question two, You Make Loving Fun by uh, Fleetwood Mac. Uh, which member of Fleetwood Mac wrote and sang this song, which is on their album Rumours? Pat, do you know that one? I would say... It's either Stevie Nicks or Christine McVie, so I can't uh, decide. So from the, when I'm listening, uh, let's go for Christine. Okay, Pat's gone Christine. John? I've also gone Christine McVeigh. Christina is Christine McVeigh, yes. Her maiden name was Christine Perfect. Was it really? 
And what a perfect song it is. Her solo stuff's fantastic. She is. She's brilliant. She's definitely the best one of the Fleetwoods, I would say. Uh, for me. <laughs> Question three. Girls Just Want to Have Fun was a Cindy Lauper's biggest hit. But which uh, film did she sing the lead single from? A classic 1985 kids film. Pat, do you know this one? Well, I actually don't. Um, but I'm going to have to guess if it was the 80s. So... I can't think of anything that she sang a, uh, a theme song to on the movie front. No. Um, so I'm going to go for... Well, I'm just thinking... No, I, I can only think of something like The Breakfast Club or something. So Nelmo's Fire, okay. but it's not because that's Sir Nelmo's Fire. So, yeah. <laughs> it's, a good, it's a good guess, though. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, John, what, what have you gone for? Well, I hope it's good enough because I think she sang good enough in The Goonies. She really did, yes. Really? She sang... Oh. Um, the song Goonies are good enough. Never heard it on the uh, on the film. It's quite a good song. It's a really good on, song. On, yeah. on the film, the Goonies. Um, Spielberg made her musical director of the film. <laughs> so there we go. So she put the soundtrack together. Two, two all, two all, two all, two all. Brilliant. Great knowledge there. Great knowledge. Yeah. Um, well done. Maybe I can um, ring in to uh, Greatest Hits Radio and, and request Goonies are good enough. Uh, yeah. By, uh, by Cindy Lauper. Come on, the sharp shout-out every Saturday and Sunday at 11.30. Oh, nice. <laughs> sharp. Sharp. Well, we return to your pub, Pat. And now the next choice is the spirit choice. You get two spirit choices. However, we can um, we can bend the definitions if you would like... Uh, if you would like something non-alcoholic, or you can just kit it out for, for the others that you'll be observing. Okay, well, I do like a spirit, and um, it's going to sound odd now when I told you I don't really drink, but I will have this, and uh, my missus makes it really nice. So it's it's a gin, and with the spirit uh, gin, it's, it's the pink one. I hope you don't mind me going pink gin, because I prefer that. Uh, the Gordon's pink gin is good, even though my mate laughs at me all the time and says, you should have a Hendrix. And I go, well, I like the Gordon's one. And then I have plenty of lemonade again, or Sprite, whatever you want to call it, not tonic. Um, mm. And we will also then add the frozen raspberries and strawberries and put them in the Ooh, very large glass. Yeah, so it's a real, sounds nice. Yeah, real good summer drink. And uh, the thing is with me, being such a lightweight drinker, if I drink one of those, I literally just have to go to bed. I'm just, like, done. <laughs> I, I think not I a lot found, of gin in it. I think <laughs> yeah. I found a fellow radio presenter who is the exact opposite of me in, in their <laughs> lifestyle and i have to say it's very refreshing because it i think you're the person i aspire to be pat oh what just old <laughs> no just one pink gin and lemonade and bed and not just endless cans of guinness staring yeah. into the darkness <laughs> Oh, I've got, I've got a great picture to send you, which you might want to put up um, on your on your on your socials for this podcast. Talking of Guinness, so I did a gig in Dubai last week at uh, one of the Magetigans bars, and they're all over the UAE and some of the UK, I think. And um, they actually made the Guinness that day to celebrate my appearance with a picture of me in the head of the Guinness. <laughs> no oh, way. yes. <laughs> yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. I'm going to find it for you right now and show it to you on the camera so you can have a little look at this. What, oh, what, please I'd love do. to know what kind of era that oh, sharp well, it, they we, had. It was the, the, the mullet era, yeah. It was the mullet yeah. era. In fact, it wasn't just the mullet era. It was literally... Um, uh, it's a terrible shot to me. It's a shot where I actually, it's on the internet and you can find it straight away if you type in me and mullet, it will come up. And it's very unfair. Many, many, many moons ago, when I had my hair cut, 
I went to help out a friend of mine who owned a, uh, and still does, a number of uh, hairdressing salons. And they were trying to launch hair extensions at the time by showing that if you have shorter hair, you know, it can be longer. So I went in and they were going to do a feature in the Daily Mirror uh, in a few days' time about how, uh, you know, my long hair had become short. But now look at it. It looks just like it used to look. And it didn't. They just stuck these most ridiculous curls onto the end of my uh, short hair, which looked very, very odd because uh, my hair was never curly anyway. And uh, that picture got scuppered by a, uh, a pap outside who, who, oh, no. who, who worked for The Sun. So the feature never appeared in the mirror because he took a picture and it appeared next day in The Sun. And I remember going into Capitol. I was on after Chris Tarrant for many years and Chris was just literally spending two hours of the breakfast show just going oh my goodness look what he's done he's just had oh. and the headline was like um Pat can't live without his mullet so uh, <laughs> oh, that no. and that's the picture they managed to find to put into this Guinness for everyone to oh, look no. at so it's not even my real mullet but I'm going to put on the camera now because obviously uh you deserve to have a little look at this uh how do I do this here we go and you can see this Wow, oh, wow. it's incredibly well rendered. It is. Look at this. So that's the Guinness, and then that is what they put in, and that's you can see my hair, my real hair, and yeah, then you can yeah. see that that's not me. And they put that in the uh, in the in the sort in of the, the top of the head. They explained to me how they did it. It's like a laser thing they can do. Yeah, absolutely extraordinary. If you turned up to that bar and had no idea that you were DJing there, yeah. or <laughs> there was <laughs> there was people walking around sipping my head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, a, what a superb thing. There you are. So uh, I'll send you that and you can do as you wish with my mullet. That wasn't mine. <laughs> Speaking of photos that have gone around the internet, there was that kind of um, Jeremy Hunt photoshopped oh. with your hair wow. that was going around a while back. Yeah, and again now, obviously, because of his resurgence, yeah. I'm back in the yeah. game where I believe that he genuinely did that when he was conservative leader at his university or whatever and uh, he, he took a picture of me it was a promo shot of me so it's my jacket it's my hair my real mullet and it's his face stuck in the middle and every time it shows up as it has done a lot recently because of uh, as I say him coming back to fruition it literally people going yeah well he couldn't even get that right could he you know he hasn't he hasn't pulled it off so so that's a creation of hunt himself from yeah, his student yeah. days it's not apparently so oh i thought that was like an it, wow. sort of an internet person had done no that. apparently it is a creation of him that's what he did in a way my respect for him has gone up because it, again it is well rendered mm. yeah well, yeah well much like myself <laughs> <laughs> Did your phone suddenly go nuts when that picture start, starts going around every so often? Yeah, because people just go, that's not him, he can't remember, he never had hair that good, that's Pat Sharp. Look, and then they put the other picture of me, which is the identical one with the same jacket and the same sweatshirt and the same shape of hair with my face in it, obviously, because it is me, and then his one next to it, which he's just stuck his face into. But as I say, did he do it originally? I don't know. This is all fable. I can't say that, and I'm sure... He's probably got bigger fish to fry than to talk about that these days. <laughs> well, uh, we return to your pub. You've got Gordon's Pink Gin and Lemonade with frozen raspberries and strawberries, which sounds absolutely divine. Mm. And, and sorry to interrupt you, but I also like the cans. There is a Gordon's Pink Gin can now with... Um, yes. and, and, I, and these are on my rider, actually, so I feel quite posh now when I go to a gig because I will have an alcoholic drink before I go on. I'll have this Pink Gin in a tiny little thin can... 
they don't provide the frozen raspberries or strawberries at any of my gigs uh, because well one we don't put it on the radar and two i think that would make me a prima donna so i wouldn't dare ask for those but i do like those straight from the can or just into a glass with some ice and that's actually got tonic in it as well so i'm really upping my game now moving on from the whole lemonade thing it's a fantastic spirit selection gordon's pink gin and lemonade and gordon's pink gin and tonic and that covers all the bases and it's a very summery uh selection for the beer garden i would say yeah absolutely that would be we would be out in the garden with that on those wooden benches that are always really uncomfy and you struggle to get up from mm. yeah they've never improved on the pub garden picnic bench no Never. It's always the same. You have to. It's really hard to slide into and then get out of, and you have to sort of shuffle along if somebody else comes to sit down next to you. And uh, there's often a hole in the middle where they haven't got the umbrella. It's just nothing there, just a hole. Yeah, maybe that's something we should look into, Robin. We could uh, bring out a Moon Underwater branded, uh, more ergonomically friendly picnic table for pub beer gardens. Absolutely. Uh, and, and there's nothing worse than those long benches, which when everyone's sitting on, on them, they're okay. But then if everyone gets up, <laughs> yes. you get this kind of seesaw effect. But aren't the benches connected to the table? It's all one big wooden structure, isn't it? Right. Yes. Those those ones. Yes. But the, the, you do get ones with se- you do kind of get separate bench. They're almost like benches used to have in, in PE. Oh, yeah. Long benches. Sometimes you see them in pubs and not a big fan. Well, we move from uh, the Gordon's Pink Gin Emporium to the pub library uh, to find out what tome Robin is adding to its shelves this week. Oh, that's interesting. Mm. Thanks very much, John. Yes, every week we add a new book into the pub library, a book about pubs. And this week, um, it's another it's another return to the one for the road which is a brilliant anthology of pubs and poetry put together by Helen Mort and Stuart McConey. And it's a really good poem by Cathy Pimlott, who is a poet uh, based in London. And um, I'm choosing this one because it's about a pub that I've been to in Cornwall called the Tinner's Arms in Zenna, which is, um, I've done this lovely walk where you go from St. Ives to Zenna along the coast. And this is a poem actually about that pub. And she mentions a few kind of, interesting facts about Cornwall as well. She mentions the um, Morverin, which is a Cornish myth. She was a kind of Cornish mermaid who would lure men to their deaths. And she also mentions that D.H. Lawrence and his wife Frida lived in Zenor as well, which I didn't know. So this is uh, a poem called A Run Out to Zenor. There are three things about the Tinner's Arms. Firstly, the extra blue waxed twist of salt in the bag of crisps that time. Second, how bats appeared out of the gloam, skimming our hair, when bored of adults we took the sunken path to the cliff, how we screamed back to safety, to the bench and table combos bleached by rains, to yellow lights, our paper straws chewed flat in empty Vimto bottles. Third, Morverin luring Mathy Trewella with her song, how they dwelt, him blue-lipped, her all muscle down among black rocks where barnacles cling, living on jelly anemones, silver darlings. A fourth thing I learnt later is D.H. Lawrence, newlywed, mouthing off against the war, and Frieda, a Richthoven, signalling to subs, they said. But the thing now is the cliff walk from Zeno to Man's Head. 
Our tipsy adults drove us sleeping back to town, the spring of tough grass, dog-faced seals breaking a restive grid of wind across light, across eddies past wicker pool, muscle point, Carn noun, Penennis point. What beer then? St. Austell Ales, almost certainly. So that's great. Great poem there, A Run Out to Zeno by Cathy Pimlot, which is about a pub that I've actually been to, the Tinner's Arms. That's fantastic. And also, it's about a pub giving you access to a landscape that you might not have seen were it not for the pub, but the pub isn't the focus. Definitely. And if you do that walk, which is a brilliant walk from St. Ives to Zeno, like that is where you're walking to, mm. is that pub. So it's this real destination and it's in the middle of nowhere as well. And um yeah, it's this great kind of hub, and you, you, when you get there, there are all these kind of very relieved walkers who are celebrating with, uh, uh, as me and my girlfriend did, uh, two pairs of pints, <laughs> because we were so, it was so hot when we got there. But um, yeah, just it's a fantastic pub, and I was really happy to come across that poem. Do you find that, Pat, that when you go to a country pub with your wife, it's sort of take, giving you an excuse to go to a place and to experience a countryside that you might not have otherwise seen? Oh, absolutely. And Cornwall will be the place to do it. We love that. We often go to Watergate Bay, which is really nice, uh, near Newquay. And we'll go and find a pub that just overlooks uh, the sea from the clifftop and sit there and have a, have a great time. So, yeah. And I also think when you go to any country pub, wherever it is, even if it's uh, if it's not by the sea, it doesn't really matter. It could be like the American werewolf in London moment where when you walk <laughs> in, they just sort of look at you as if to say, well, you haven't been here every night for the last 50 years. Who the hell are you? And uh, they sort of give you a funny look, and uh, I'm thinking to myself, well, they obviously didn't like Funhouse, or I'm just, <laughs> or I'm just not a local. But that's always fun to be, to be, to be, to be looked at by the locals. They're the ones who are propping up the bar as well. They'll always be actually at the bar as opposed to with a table. So I quite enjoy that moment of joining in, and and then somebody might say hi to me if they know me, and uh, and, and if they uh, if they're kind, as they often are or mostly are, then you just join in for a bit of a chat, which is always fun. Well, The Moon Underwater also has a jukebox, Pat, and I'm sure this is going to be a great treat for you, but you get to choose the music. We ask every guest to select an album to go on the jukebox that they would want to hear when they walk into their dream pub. So what's it going to be for you? I'm guessing this is quite a difficult choice. Well, it's actually not a difficult choice because at the end of the day, whatever I choose, uh, as I have been asked over the years to choose my favourite this, favourite that with music, you always say, well, an hour later I could have changed my mind anyway. So you've just got to go for it and make one up and and hope that that's the right one for this moment in time. And uh, to have any choice as a radio presenter these days is brilliant because you don't get a choice. Everything's programmed and everything's worked out for the best to get the, uh, the most listeners listening for the longest time. So... To, to have a choice is nice. So I'm heading over to the jukebox and I'm going to slot in. You want an album, don't you? Yes, please. Okay, so I'm going to be absolutely reckless and choose Reckless, the Brian Adams album from 1984, because it has so many hit singles on it and also so many great album tracks on it that it's basically not even an album. It's just like a uh, like an EP almost. It's just brilliant. And um, I, I love it. I mean, if you think about the fact that Summer of 69... Is on this album, and that's probably his best-known song. And yet, pop pickers fact for you here, Summer of 69 did not actually make the top 40. 
So it was never even really? a hit. Yeah, it was number 42. So it wasn't a hit record. That must have been re-released, though. Was it summer of 69? Or did it just become a kind of hit on the radio after it was released? No, no, it's literally... It's, I, don't, I don't think it's ever been re-released as a single. It's only wow. made it to number 42, so it's not a top 40 hit. Uh, and yet everybody knows it, and you could play it as his most, most played song, or most uh, known record, I think. Um, Heaven is on this album, so is Run To You, so is Somebody, Kids Wanna Rock... Uh, One Night Love Affair, She's Only Happy When She's Dancing. They're all great pop songs. And I've seen Brian Adams live more than any other act, probably about somewhere between 40 and 50 times. Really? Whoa, wow. Yeah, yeah. most recently at the Albert Hall in the summer. And um, he's just brilliant. He's very charismatic and uh, never sort of has a particularly fantastic lighting show or stage show. He just comes on in a pair of ripped jeans and a white T-shirt and gives it the whole Springsteen thing and sings... Sings just as well now as he did when he was in his twenties. So uh, this is um, this is his first major album that was a big success, and um, it stood the test of time. So that would be on the jukebox for me. Amazing, that's extraordinary. There were six singles uh, from Reckless. Yeah, and Summer of '69. It came out post everything I do. I do it for you. They released it in 1994. I think they re-released it. Okay, so ah. it, came, it was re-released. Okay, how did it do then? But it didn't chart anywhere. There you go. So number 42 was the best position. <laughs> it didn't even make the top 10 in Canada. Well, that's where he's from, isn't, isn't that it? remarkable? Yeah. God, do you remember that summer when that song was not number one for all those weeks? I do. Yeah. God, well, I, I was doing the chart show and I was playing it all the time and said, yeah. literally, yeah, here it is again. But uh, And I didn't think it would be a massive hit because he kind of had his best days. Uh, mm. But the film was a big success, so it, it, it was an absolute smash. And it was 16 weeks at number one, four months. I think it has been eclipsed by somebody from the new generation now, where songs are number one, you know, either for 15 seconds or 15 years. But, um, you know, and they still don't sell anything like as many because they don't really sell. They just get spaced on airplay as well, I think, uh, or downloads, certainly. But I'm sure there's been a song that's been number one longer now than Brian Adams, but I wouldn't know what it is, and I don't think many people would. It's weird to think as well, I mean, during that summer and also the the summer when Wet, Wet, Wet were number one for ages, that they genuinely did feel quite inescapable because yeah. they were just always on the radio and it was all, and it was on top of the pops every week as well. So. Well, Wet, Wet, Wet pulled Love Is All Around from sales so that nobody could buy it anymore. They actually said, we, oh, we, yeah. need, we need it pulled so that it isn't number one anymore. And that's only when it started to drop down the charts when it wasn't available for purchase. I don't know if this is true or not, but Reg Presley from the Trogs, who wrote um, Love Is All Around, Spent all the money he earned from that single on researching crop circles. Really? <laughs> wow. I'm delighted to say that Brian Adams hasn't been supplanted by um, any bright young things. Hasn't However, okay, the, the, the record is held by Frankie Lane. Oh, really? With 18 weeks for I Believe, then Brian Adams, 16 weeks, and Wet, Wet, Wet are tying with Drake at 15 weeks. And then obviously yeah. you have the uh, Bohemian Behemoth of uh, Bohemian Rhapsody at 14 <laughs> weeks combined from its two releases. But I do, in the 90s, there were some quite strange long, long number ones. And there was a quite a fashion for very long songs like Meatloaf's I Would Do Anything For Love was number one for weeks and weeks and weeks. You just don't have that relationship with number one singles anymore. 
No, I think you're right, actually. I'm just thinking about, sorry, my mother-in-law does a great meatloaf. I mean, she can't cook, but she looks a lot like him. Hey, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, that's why I paused. <laughs> Tony Blackburn's popped into the moon underwater with you there. And it's fabulous to be here today. Thanks a lot to Pat, who's been on for the last hour or so. But that's me, Tony, and I'm taking over. And it'll be sensational. No, um, Tony's a very good friend of mine. We, we do go to the pub. Me and Tony, we go to the pub quite Quite regularly and um oh, no i've just gone diverse on what you were talking about but i go to the pub quite regularly with tony and we have uh we have a sort of a, a lunch and, and, a, and a bit of a bit of a drink i think he has a glass of wine yep yeah. and uh i watch or maybe i have a white wine spritzer just to join him but we go every couple of months because he lives quite near me he's lovely man well tony has been to this very pub ah. uh, tony has been to the moon underwater and what a wonderful guest he was uh big fan of uh tony very sweet guy Well, we return to your pub uh, that Tony is uh, absolutely welcome to join uh, and turn up for a white wine. But we need your wild card choice. Now, this doesn't have to be a drink, Pat. This could be absolutely anything you want to uh, to have in your pub. Oh, okay. Anything. Hmm. Oh, wow. Um, what do I need? Do I need it? Well, we've talked about the jukebox, so there's one in there already. Yeah, got a jukebox. Uh, I've got my, uh, I've got my pub garden and my funny bench, and I've got my fireplace, and um, yeah, I've got everything I need in the pub. Really. So can I, can I add another drink? Because I, you I, certainly can. I try and order this wherever I go. And um, okay, let's have. I'm going to go old school, and then I'm going to go more modern. So the modern version to start with would be Copperberg because I do like it, and I will have the alcohol ones as well as the alcohol-free ones. Mm. The strawberry and lime versions. I love the the old Mount one. Is it called Old Mount? Old Mount, yeah. The flavoured ciders are really nice. But back in the day when my friends used to try and get me smashed because I only like sweet things and a, a real beer would be just ugh for me, uh, and same with a glass of wine unless it had all the lemonade, I would have had the following, and you can choose your favourite from Reef, Hooch, <laughs> or Smirnoff Ice. Oh, wow. <laughs> We've got to get a Reef in there, haven't we? Yeah, it's got to be Reef, Never I think. <laughs> wow. Because I think Smirnoff Ice, I always found it's a bit claggy, uh, the back of the throat, like squash that was slightly too strong. Hooch has sort of connotations of, of 90s teenage drinking. Mm. But Reef, I remember going to a nightclub and I don't really drink lager either, Pat, but they had reef on. And once you've had sort of three or four reefs, you really sort of feel yourself. You know when they had that thing that Sunny Delight turned your skin orange? <laughs> yeah. If yeah. you drank too much. Yeah. I had a similar sort of feeling that reef was turning me into a sort of an orange man. Yeah. <laughs> It was very easy to drink all those drinks for somebody who isn't really a drinker and just feel yeah. fantastic after about three <laughs> sips. So, uh, and you mentioned, you know, the teenagers in the 90s would be doing this. And I was, uh, I was in my, well, 30s in the 90s and near the end of the 90s in my 40s. So I was, uh, I was loving those. I thought they were great. And then they suddenly disappeared. I didn't seem to be able to get them anymore. This is probably me being a, you know, a teenager, a student. I thought Smirnoff Ice was quite classy, like quite a classy drink to order. Yeah. Mm. But obviously, I, I think I was wrong. <laughs> I think I can confirm that because I liked, I liked it. So it definitely wasn't classy. <laughs> you and I, Robin, were sort of bang central in the birth of the uh, Alco Pop at the time, uh, at the age they were really sort of 
marketing at, at you. So sort of 15 to 18, uh, which is why they sort of disappeared for a while. But it was there was Bacardi Breezers as well. Yeah. yeah. WKD. WKD. Moscow Mules. Do you remember them? Yeah. Uh, Viber. Viber. Red. A Red Viber. Bacardi Breezer. Red Viber. Bacardi Breezer. Carling Premier. It's a song <laughs> we used to sing in a pub in Oxford. <laughs> yeah. Red. Um, yeah. What was in Red? Was it kind of one of those ones that were almost a bit cinnamony? Red, I tried to track down, and I had to go through so many like your own. You'll only know this if you were born in the nineties, sort yeah. of clickbait sites. But I did manage to find an image of Red. Difficult to Google, really, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Red drink. Red drink. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, superb choice there. Copperberg strawberry and lime and reef will allow you the extra one because you've got Gordon's pink gin double. So that, that frees up a space. There'll be people listening who'll be thinking, I bet he has an umbrella in all these drinks. <laughs> <laughs> Not a problem if you do. <laughs> yeah. But we now uh, take a little break from the Johnny Come Flyby Nightlies to head into the Patreon-only choice. And you can support this pub on Patreon by heading to moonunderpod.com. We're going to ask Pat Sharp who his dream pub companion would be. Uh, for those of you who don't subscribe, we'll be back very soon. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. You're barred. Well, what a choice we had from Pat about his dream pub companion, one that I would also like to spend some time in a pub with. Uh, but we have two small matters of admin left for uh, Pat Sharp's dream pub, which so far contains lemonade, 
any lager, Fanta lemon and real Coke in bottles, Gordon's pink gin and lemonade with frozen raspberries and strawberries, then also Gordon's pink gin in a can with tonic. Yeah. It's got Brian Adams playing on the jukebox and Copperberg strawberry and lime and a cheeky little reef that we've allowed uh, to sneak into the selection there. <laughs> but Pat, what are you going to bar from your dream pub? What item or behaviour or thing or person uh, do you not want anywhere near your tavern? Well, what I would bar from my bar, if you're allowed to call it a bar, it's very American, I know, from my pub, would be something that we had to deal with during COVID, which is table service. I never want to see that return in any shape or form. Mm. Mm. I just, it lost, it lost the whole thing. It was someone coming up and then, you know, and you having to uh, scan your phone and then, you know, pass on your, your, your test and everything else. I mean, it was just a horrible time, really. And it was it was something that was so awful. It made you just not want to go because, you know, the whole idea of certainly the, the local pub that I love, not necessarily my local, but a local where it's just a pub, you know, out on a whim somewhere where you might just go into when you're on a country walk in Cornwall, like you said, would be the, the local guys leaning against the bar and just, you know, having a top up from there really, or having a lock in, but not sitting at your table and waiting for service at your table. It just didn't work for me in any, any shape or form. Mm. Not easy for the the bar people either, is it? No. Yeah, something we discussed before is it sort of doubles the workload because you have to suddenly become a waiter and a member of bar staff. Yeah, it was pointless. It was you should have just they should have just left it. They should have just said, look, listen, just like my gigs, I couldn't go and stand in front of thousands of people for eighteen months and play my DJ sets. Uh, or do my corporates or whatever I do. So therefore, they should have just said, I'm sorry, but people just can't go because it's just not going to be like a pub should be. Yeah, a difficult time, though, because also I guess you want pubs to survive that, but it wasn't ideal. True. Also, True. I think we ju- can we just accept that the QR code is is not catching on? Because there was... A- oh, no, I think it is. I see it everywhere now. Yeah, but I don't, th- I don't think it's... They've been around for about 10 years... And you used to have to, you know, when you'd have the table service, you'd have to get the menu via a QR code. Mm. I don't know why they keep pushing them. I don't like them. (laughs) And I think we put too much faith in QR codes. They love them in Dubai. We just went to Dubai. We had this gig out there where they put my face in the Guinness, as I mentioned. And um, the QR code was everywhere, even on the beach. If you just wanted to order food, you couldn't call anyone over. You had to do the QR code, which took you to the website. But it only worked via Wi-Fi and not data. And the Wi-Fi didn't reach the beach, so it was a bit confusing. Wow. (laughs) And so they had to make a QR code out of sand as well, (laughs) which is really hard. Yeah. But it was uh, was still, at the end of the day, when when you pressed it, I always quite like going, and it takes you to, to a certain menu or something. I think it's quite good. And I think that that has caught on after COVID. I never saw it before COVID. That was the first time I saw it. So I didn't know it had been around for 10 years working and being useful. Well... I'm afraid that's going to be the the issue that divides us, Pat, our opinion on QR codes. Let's not go out for a drink together then. Oh, no, it would be a shame if if, if our friendship stopped because of uh, Fell out QR, QR codes. Code. <laughs> Hurry up, please. It's time. We thank you so much for your time here at the Moon Underwater, Pat. It's been so much fun to speak to you. Um, but we do need a name for this fantastic pub. So what are you going to call it? Well, I'm hoping you're going to like this because I had to think about it uh, before I came on today. And I have gone for the fun free house. Oh, very, nice. very good. 
<laughs> it's perfect. I mean, it does mean that it's no, nobody's going to have a great time in my pub. But it's a fun-free house, but it's the fun, uh, yeah, fun-free house. <laughs> it depends. How, it depends how you say it. Yeah, it's the fun-free house. I think strictly gunge-free as well. Absolutely. Well, there'll be no dancing in my pub. No strictly for me. <laughs> well, patch up. We bestow on you the fun-free house or the fun-free house. Uh, to take with you wherever you need it the most, maybe on a country walk with your wife and your little dog, or your big dog, I don't know how big (laughs) it is, Uh, maybe the fun-free house will reveal itself in a little glen uh, or next to a beautiful uh, bit of scenery, a coastal walk, maybe down in Cornwall. Uh, So there you go. Do take care, and thank you so much for coming to the Moon Underwater. Uh, I've been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me on, gents. Thank you. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm-hmm.